coming to you, undead from the crypt. This is Adelaide Horror Podcast with Zombie Joe. <laughs> Welcome to the Adelaide Horror Podcast. It's your host, Zombie Joe. Today's episode nine, and um, today's topic is going to be lichen horror. So I'm going to be reviewing 2015 Howl. So yeah, werewolves are kind of my jam. That's my favorite creature um, out of all the kind of supernatural creatures out there um, in the horror genre. Uh, My first introductions really to werewolves was kind of uh, soft and bubbly and cute <laughs> and as as the years went on and the older I got the more I kind of got exposed to more of the the darker kind of scary and then the downright gory side of of uh of lichens so um really my first introductions uh into werewolves was uh the wolfman classic universal monsters wolfman here in the t-shirt um, I watched that on TV um, and really enjoyed it. So it was the classic 41 with uh, Lon Chaney Jr. And he played Laurie Talbot. And that movie, I thought, was it was really cool, the fact that this guy got bitten and then would change into a wolf. So as a kid, my kind of viewing of this was a bit more innocent, where I was like, wow, you know, you turn into a wolf. You'd be able to see really good. You'd be really strong. Um, you'd be tough. You'd be strong, you know, and and no one would kind of mess with you. And that was kind of um, my take as a kid on what um, a wolfman was. So that's you know my take as a eight year old, seven eight year old. Uh, and then as I grew a bit, a little bit older, um, I saw Wolfman in in the Monster Squad. So then I kind of saw him as a bit of a like he didn't have a speaking role, but like he was he was attacking people. Like he was um, so because there was no blood, I didn't understand what he was doing. And viewing it as an adult now, I'm like, well, he's killing people. But it's you know as a kid, you don't twig. He's like, oh look, he's he's cuddled that man and he's gone to sleep. <laughs> so you know, as, as again as a kid, you know, you kind of logic for the Wolfman was a bit different. Um, it's not as terrifying, you know, uh, as uh, as some of the horror now. So then after that, I watched uh, Teen Wolf uh, with Michael J. Fox, and then I was like, well, that's that's pretty much sold for me. I want to be Wolfman. I mean, you get cool hair, you get Ray Bans, uh, you're good at basketball, <laughs> you can. You can dance on the top of a moving van to great balls of fire. I mean, why, why would you not want to be a, were, a werewolf if that's you know if that's what goes down? So, um, I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, so that was kind of uh, where I was at with the with the werewolves at that point. Um, in between that, I was reading stories like um, that were available to kids. You know, I'm a wolf man, and you know, I'm a teenage wolf, and all this kind of stuff. And and then I actually had a book on monsters and law and werewolves came up so i started reading and that was when i started to go okay there's something a bit you know a bit more sinister about the wolf the other thing i forgot to mention too is as a kid uh, my grandma used to tell me the story of little red riding hood and because she was italian it's called cappuccetto rosso and
then in that version, uh, I think it's that version or her own version of that story, um, you know, it talks about how Grandma got eaten. Um, and uh, I was kind of like, whoa, you know, what the hell? Um, so it's, I'd say these are my real early kind of introductions into the werewolf kind of wolf uh, thing for me. Um, so, yeah, there's, there was that. As I got a little bit older, um, I came across the um, graphic novel by Stephen King, which is The Cycle of the Werewolf. Now, that had had already had come out, and I'm just checking the, the date on that one because I wanted to get that correct. It was 83. Yeah, that's right. It was... Um, <clears throat> but I saw it later. Like I, it was just in a bunch of books that I saw at the that the in the basement of a department store that they had a book section and Circle of the Werewolf came up and it got my attention because it was it was like a comic book, you know, it was a graphic novel. I was like, whoa, okay, and and it was about werewolves. And then so the the thing I was like, oh, this is cool. Opened the page and then I was like, holy shit, I wish I didn't do that because the illustrations were just so full on and looked really realistic like um the the i think he's either a milkman or a policeman getting the side of his face torn off but you've got it from the point of view of looking at the guy being attacked from in the car and that was really terrifying and um and also the werewolf breaking through a wall of a barn and you know people are kind of stuck in there and uh, seeing all what happens to these pigs after the the werewolf is kind of torn and eaten through all these pigs on the farm and so the illustrations were quite full-on so i did a bit of research and i found the guy so his name's uh bernie wrightson so if you google him you'll get to see some of the the um illustrations that i'm talking about and also the uh his uh, depiction of the werewolf in in that is is really really good so I kind of like, yeah, I need a copy of this book, but I need to own it. Um, <clears throat> so, while this was also happening as well, I other movies kept flying around. Now, the adults I would hear mention, and including my parents and older kids at school and, and stuff, would start chucking around the American Werewolf in London, right? So, I, was, I wasn't really 100% sure what this movie was about. All I knew was that there was a werewolf and it was in London. Then driving in your parents' car, you'd hear the song Werewolves of London. And you're like, what is this freaking movie about? Like, it, it is everywhere. There's now a song about it. Like, I need to know, like, what is going on? You know, uh, it totally got my interest. And because I couldn't see it anywhere and I wasn't really allowed to watch it, it just piqued my enthusiasm for this movie even further. Like, I, I had to see this thing. Um, I remember even asking my mum straight out, like at the video shop, can I watch The American Werewolf in London? Mum's like, uh, no. <laughs> no way, mate. Uh, so, yeah, good call. Um, so, it wasn't until quite a while down the track I, I actually watched it, and it scared the shit out of me as an adult. Like, And I was like, geez Louise, lucky I didn't watch it as a kid. My God. Like, I was, I was, I was asking my mum at nine, and I mean, well, you do the maths, mate. Like, how how much uh, you know, how much money was Mum willing to spend at a psychiatrist after that? <laughs> like, jeez. Um, so, with uh, with American Werewolf in London, 
you'd see the trailers for it. Uh, it'd come on TV. It, they showed it on TV once, and I saw the previews on TV, and it, that scared the crap out of me. And I thought, that is what American Werewolf in London is. Holy moly. And then when we went to the local video shop, we they had a cardboard cutout, and I wish I had it now. The cardboard cutout, and it was the promotional um, thing for the howling they had just sitting in the in the background. Uh, the howling came out in '81, so this was just what they had a lot. You know, some of the video shops still had their old kind of posters lying around the place, and so the howling was the one. And I was kind of looking at it, going, "What the hell's going on here?" Now, the front of this DVD has got her as a normal mouth with normal nails. But if you look down at the actual hand, it's not her hand. It's it's gone a darker colour. Like, But the nails look normal. They just look feminine. They're just longer nails. In some countries, they she had fangs and actual a claw. But some countries, uh, because of the, the, the rights and what they could show and can't show... Um, the DVD and VHS covers got the, the the gentler kind of female darker hand with some nails instead of the actual claws and the fangs, which I don't get. But anyway, it is what it is. Um, yeah, so so that kind of got my my piqued my interest as well. Another one they did too was Company of Werewolves. Now this had Jessica Lambsbury in it, and that's why I kind of came across my my radar because mum was watching Murder, She Wrote and then she was like, oh, Jessica Lansbury's in this. So I thought, oh, I wonder if I could watch it. Mum still was a hard no on that. Um, and I know now why because I watched another VHS movie They had the trailer for Company of Werewolves and they showed the scene of the snout coming out of the guy's mouth and I was like, hell to the no. Like, <laughs> as a kid, I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm, I'm quite happy not to see this movie. Uh, it freaked the shit out of me uh, as a kid, but I was interested still. You know that peak interest when something scares you, but you, you can't resist. You gotta you gotta like it. Um, and then another was Silver Bullet, and that was uh, another Stephen King movie. So that was a kid versus a werewolf. And the thing that kind of spooked me the most was that the person that was the werewolf was when they weren't a werewolf. There was someone that you would trust, you know, and uh, that you wouldn't picture in a million years, like um, being the werewolf. So that kind of, that to me freaked me out. Um, I was I was like, whoa, you know, it, it could really be anyone. Like, and that kind of started to spook me a bit about the werewolf stuff. So then as I got older, I managed to get a copy of American Werewolf and I watched it and it scared the shit out of me, but I liked it. And... Then when I got even more older enough, I owned it on, I started collecting horror movies. So that was definitely, excuse me, one movie that I collected and managed to get. So um, The Howling was the same. Um, I was like, okay, um, yeah, I've got to, I've got to own that as well. So I owned The Howling. I really liked The Howling and the, pre like the actual, the movie and where it was going. I, I thought that was really original and, and good on you. Joe Dante because really at the same time American Werewolf in London was happening so this like it it was like two ships in the night like it was really close um, that they both released so it, it would have caused some tensions like and it was really good on both the, um, the the special effects guys you know the practical effects crew and on both movies 
that you know um, that they managed to keep the the werewolves uh, separate, you know, uh, and not copy each other or run that risk of uh, creating an issue. So, uh, and I thought that was really impressive as well. Um, so that's um, definitely good there. So these are my actual recommendations for werewolf movies. Um, then we went on, so we go to Ginger Snaps in 2000, we got Dog Soldiers in 2002, you got American Werewolf in Paris, you've got, um, and then Wolfman, which was the remake in 2010. And um, so these, and countless others, like, you know, Van Helsink, there's a whole Wolfman thing in Van Helsink. Um, you got Goosebumps. Uh, there's a whole thing on, you know, the, the werewolf of Fever Creek. So there's a whole thing on Goosebumps where there's the wolf, um, werewolf in, in the Goosebumps series and in the two movies uh, as well. So, you know, and uh, Trick or Treat as well. There's a whole little mini section that is that is around a werewolf. Now, I can't really talk about Trick or Treat because I would spoil it because Trick or Treat, as we all know, being fans of of that amazing movie um trick or treat is just one entire kind of interwoven story so if you start talking about one you're going to start spoiling the other one so I, I kind of like yeah i can't really talk about trick or treat but the werewolf bit in that was one you weren't ready for it and and two it was just amazing like i was like geez louise and that cemented this movie this was like right i love trick or treat that's it like it's 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 amazing i loved it so that scene sold it for me that was that's how good it was so cool so these are um kind of why uh the werewolves kind of became my jam a bit and the other thing is if you stack all these th these movies together and all the werewolf movies if if you look at each of these werewolves that are a pro that are um uh, that are represented in these films. Um, the special effects crew and the the practical special effects, right? And, and CG, CG's been added now. Um, they've all have done these individual wolves. They've, they've, they've not, you can't say, oh, they all look the same. Like, you know, oh, it's, this is boring. Everybody movie is the same. We all know what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. They've all had cracks at taking uh, the the lichen lore and had a and approached it at a different angle, or when it came to actual design of the creature, they've taken real drastic like they're they're miles apart from each other. You can't say oh you know that one's more and looks like this and this one looks like that and yeah there's been some hit and miss ones. There was there's ones that haven't done too great like you know. Everyone kind of flogs the one at Silver Bullet because it looks like Teddy Ruskin or whatever the the toy was from the eighties. I I didn't personally I didn't see it as that, but a lot of people did, and then that kind of made everyone else think it. So I think that's kind of what happened. Um, but uh, I didn't hate the werewolf in Silver Bullet. It still kind of spooked me a little bit as a kid, but like I, I didn't think it was shit. Um, so. But the ones in American Werewolf in Paris, I think the kind of, that was the one, if I had to rank them, that would be the bottom one uh, for design uh, anyway. But they're still scary, like they're still full on, but yeah, just design-wise, if you had to rank them, that, that would be the 10th um, at the bottom. Um, so, 
yeah, so you, you, you pair them all up together and you're going, yeah, you know, they're all pretty individual and every single, and, and you know, really good on you, big pats on the back to everyone that's involved in a werewolf movie, like the practical effects and uh, special effects guys, uh, even including how uh, the, the movie I'm going to review, fantastic job, like really thinking outside the square, you know, you, you got you got werewolves that are a different colour, like, you know, uh, the fur is different, like some are hairier, some are thinner, like the ears are more pointy, the ears are shorter, there's no ears at all, like, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's these differences um, that, are, that are in there, so, and that's why I like the werewolf genre, like, they, they've all taken the, you know, the, um, the effort into separating uh, themselves being different, so they all stand on their own, and that's why I really enjoy them, so, cool. Now I'm going to get into reviewing How 2015, and then I'll, um, and like I said, the you, the podcast version on Spotify and Stitcher, this will be a longer kind of deep dig of the movie, um, so the YouTube is just the one that covers it, and uh, i explain a little bit about the, the lore as well. Cool. So, How 2015 was directed by Paul Hewitt and written by Mark Huxby and Nick Ulster. Uh, IMDb give it a 5 and a 10. Now, no no way. This is, for, for me, it's an, an easy 8. Um, it's an easy 8. Uh, it cost a million dollars, but unfortunately it grossed only 477000 And so, that, this pretty much was straight to a DVD anyway. Like, that's, that's how I watched it. I didn't even know this thing existed. I just went into my local DVD shop one day and it just happened to be there under new releases. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like, I didn't even know what, it, uh, what was going on. Um, so I had no news about it. Uh, it, I was, it was just a pleasant surprise when I got it. And this was, uh, this was a movie where I watched it and midway through watching this, I was like, holy shit, I've got to own this movie. Like, I, I love it. This movie's amazing, right? So the runtime is an hour and 50 and the action pretty much starts 10 minutes into it. So for an hour and 40 minutes, this thing has got your attention. Like you're not going to be looking at your phone and being bored and going off and going on oh, this movie's crap. It's got you engaged. Like, so I thought that was pretty good. You got your three main characters, right? So you've got uh, Ed Spielers and he, he's the, the actor. Uh, you know him from Downton Abbey. Uh, he plays a guy called Joe. He's really luckless. Um, this guy just keeps keeps getting shitted on. Like, so this is the kind of part of his life where we, the audience, enter. So everything has not gone this guy's way whatsoever. Like, so he's flat as a tack. He's got zero confidence whatsoever now. Holly Watson is uh, plays Helen. She's kind of the the love interest um, of uh, of this guy. Um, you know from some British TV shows, um, uh, Hollyoaks and Father Brown. Uh, and then we got Sean Pertwee. Now he plays the driver. Now he we know him from Event Horizon and Dog Soldiers, which is another werewolf movie, and Gotham, uh, the TV show. He does a kind of a cameo on this, and then that's it. Um, so then we've got the rest of the passengers, which are the, the main kind of meat of the, of the movie afterwards. 
So what I've done is I've put them into good neutral and and also just the the kind of the nasty parties. These are the ones that kind of uh, give uh, Joe uh, a hard time. So um, kind of the I wouldn't say the nemesis, but you know the the negative the naysayers anyway. So we've got Amitsar. He he plays is Matthew. He's a uh, British Indian actor. Uh, you know him on the TV show Witcher and Doctor Who. Uh, Ania Mason um, plays Jenny, and you know her from Casualty and The Bill. Duncan Preston is Jed, and he's also been in Casualty, Silent Witness, The Bill, uh, all the classic TV shows, uh, Coronation Street. Um, they're the elderly couple that are that are really good. They're really nice, um, sympathetic, and uh, when it all starts getting a bit. Uh, a bit hairy, excuse the pun. Uh, in the in the tram track on the train uh, carriages, they're kind of being a bit supportive. Um, and then we've got Shauna McDonald, who is in um, the Descent um, one and two. Uh, also, you've got uh, Sam Gittins, who's in EastEnders. Um, he's you would know him from. Um, Doctor Who, and he plays the uh, soccer fan on the on the um, on the train. Funnily enough, he's got wolves on it. I don't think it's Watford. I, I don't think that's the team. I kind of looked at the logo to see if maybe it was a, a someone chucked in the guy wearing a wolf a soccer wolf um, uh, top. So Watford is the is the is the wolves. Uh, in the Premier League, so I thought I thought it might have been a Premier League top, but it's not. So um, yeah, um, and then we've got Elliot Coven. He you'd know him from Death in Paradise, Peaky Blinders, um, and he was also in Golden Compass. He plays Adrian, absolute douchebag. You want to punch him in the face repeatedly from the start of this movie to the end of this fucking movie. You, he, a brilliant actor. You just hate his guts. He, he does an amazing job. He does an amazing job. Really good acting. Oh, my God. Uh, and then Rosie Day, she plays Nina, and you know her from Black Books, Misfits, and Outlander. And she was in the movie The Convent, and she's just another problematic, like, young character, always on the phone, you know, real bad attitude. Um, and you kind of, you know, yeah, she's, she just rubs you up the wrong way uh, continually through the whole entire movie. So... Uh, like I said, this is the movie that I'm now reviewing. How um, really good cover work. Uh, so, like as you can see here, you can see the kind of uh, um, the creature involved in this. Um, it, it is a werewolf, um, but it's there's a bit more of a story to that, and I won't I won't spoil it. Um, like I said, the action pretty much starts twenty, probably ten minutes into this. Uh, and the other thing that's really impressive about this movie is CG. They've actually got CG of the train going through the forest at night time, and it looks real. Um, they've done a fantastic job doing that, and um, and then once the creature starts coming out, then kind of shit hits the fan, and these guys have got to work together. This movie is shot in two carriages of the movie and, and the front control area, and that's it. That's... that's that's where this thing takes place uh, and a little bit outside and that's it like so for for a movie that goes really for an hour and 40 
uh, that's amazing that the location really doesn't change and and it's really down to the actors and um, you know really selling the situation which which makes this film really really good I've watched this movie multiple times now uh, it's still enjoyable I've got no issue whacking it on and watching it again uh, so it's it's really really good really impressive and um, and fast-paced as well um, so absolutely one of my um, favorite werewolf movies um, good for a first-time horror film yeah I reckon look there's blood and guts I'd, I'd give you that warning now if you if you're a bit squeamish mm, look you probably cover your eyes but all in all it's not over the top the transformation period however when some people start to change and what they look like is in terrifying like because you do a POV where they stand over you and you're looking at them and they're smiling in the eyes and I'm like oh my god and that that is just pure heebie-jeebie level it breaks the monitor like it's high heebie-jeebie level so uh, yeah definite recommend definite check out um, so yeah I hope you enjoy it so when I upload the stitcher version I'll go into the more of the nitty-gritty about the whole story and stuff this is just a run through uh, I hope you enjoyed the show um, thank you and sorry for having to reshoot the the episode again I uh, just wanted to do the right thing and and uh, and not um, kind of cut anyone's lunch with the copywriting of music and things like that so I'll, I'll start getting onto creating my own music I think is the best way to go about it uh, cool so yeah uh, Instagram uh, Facebook now on Stitcher now on Spotify and uh, or you can email me lowercase zombiejoe at gmail.com if you want to contact me if you want an interview uh, uh, if you're an artist or a local um, illustrator author actor in the horror genre and uh, would like me to promote your work I'll be more than happy to do so if you're another podcast and you want me to provi promote your work I'd love to do so as well. Um, cool. Thank you very much. Stay scary, and I'll see you in the crypt.